How do you maintain ethics and values when dealing with someone who's trying to kill you? On this NSP short, Austin Douglas discusses the importance of a resilient moral compass in combat. And I do remember as a point of leadership over there in dealing with insurgents and, and detainees that we caught and, and having the ability as an officer to, to influence that. One thing that was very conscious for me was how we were going to treat um, detainees, right? Because I think even in our, in our verbiage, you know, when we're taking KIAs and wounded in action, the troops get impacted by that for sure, right? And they want to fight back. In in uh, they want to fight back, right? As as anybody as anybody would, and and so would I. And as you try to navigate the rules of engagement and engage in you know armed or unarmed combatants, um, which you're allowed to do, it's it's precious in trying to navigate that. But whenever we caught detainees, they would be brought back to uh, to Camp Soja, where, where I was, and sort of brought through that process before they'd be brought back to uh, to CAF. And the point of emphasis I made and, and always being aware of, you know, being deployed in operations, catching them is like detainees will be respected. You know, they will be treated in accordance with, you know, the um, Geneva laws of armed conflict and, and make sure that, you know, they're fed and they're given water and they're treated humanely, et cetera, et cetera. And I made a point to visit, you know, them and, and see, you know, how they were and made sure to visit them as they left and make sure they were treated the same way. And the only point I make about that, especially when we talk sort of 2020 and, and beyond with sort of living in COVID and calf dealing with culture, it, it's the ability now as a leader, so much more aware of myself, so much, you know, more assertive in the ability to influence and have impact, right? To provide the calf, you know, with... Um, culture and diversity and help prevent strategic failure in that instance would that have happened without me there no we've learned a lot as a as a force by then right and and as a culture and sort of learn how to treat detainees and there aren't many black officers in the rcr or in the infantry as, as far as i can remember so i'm not saying what i did was above and beyond what anybody else would have done all i'm trying to articulate is i was very conscious in the moment that everyone's going to be treated respectively and everyone's going to be treated humanely because even in you know when we when we anticipated having a curfew or because you know IEDs at night, troops would still be you know these people need to learn this and these people need to learn that. But it's like these are Afghans and they have a name and we're here to help. And as impactful as and stressful as it is here on us with taking casualties and KIAs, like that is the core tenant that cannot escape you, right? Otherwise, you lose the morality that you have of why you're there, right? And in the end, you're there to help. Mm-hmm. Right, you're there to help Afghans, and are we fighting an enemy? One hundred percent. But as Canadians and as a, as a Western society, you know, we're there to do that in a certain way. And sure, they're using IEDs and they're using you know other methods of engaging us in warfare. But that's what they have, right? If trophy armed them with C sevens and aircraft and artillery, they would fight that way. So you got to show up and prepare that prepare for that fight um, against your enemy in the best way you can. But you can never lose your moral compass. Thank you.